I'm Casey Main, a jaded, hopelessly romantic, health-conscious party girl searching for meaning. And my mission is simple, to make life better for myself and for you. I believe real change always comes from within and the Better You podcast was born to discover hidden parts of ourselves and our stories. A safe place where we have real, honest conversations with people from all walks of life to help better understand ourselves so we can become better versions of ourselves. So come along on this journey of discovery with me so you can become a better you. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Better You Podcast. I am your host, Casey Main, and thank you so much for being here in this. This is the last episode of 2019, which is really kind of just crazy to think about. It's been a pretty monumental year for me. I ventured off into this world of freelance and entrepreneurship. I published my book. I started this podcast. Just so many huge changes for me. And if you haven't already, please check out episode 20, where I share some life lessons that I learned this past year and hope to bring with me into the new year. And speaking of the new year, there is really a lot to look forward to in terms of this podcast. I'm very excited about a lot of our upcoming episodes and, and upcoming guests. Next week, we'll be hearing from one of the founders of a new, well, still relatively new and very popular podcast in the personal development world. It's called Optimal Living Daily. If you haven't checked it out yet, I definitely recommend that you do. Basically, these two guys, Justin and Lee, and, and we talked to Lee on the show, they started this podcast where every day they read or Justin reads a, a blog in the personal development world and they feature writers that are enormously famous and then writers that are just getting started and just have a smaller audience and smaller blogs like yours truly. But it is really, it's a great way to start your day. They're always very short. I think they're like 10 minutes or less. And it's a way to maybe read some more blogs or articles in the personal development space that you don't necessarily have time to sit down in front of a computer or on your phone and read because they read them to you. So you can listen to them in podcast form while you're getting ready or driving to work or whenever it is that, that you're listening to these shows. We will also be talking to the creator of one of my favorite meditation apps, Minding. If you want to start a meditation practice in the new year or you have one, but you kind of need to up your game a little bit, definitely check it out. Monty is the creator and he's going to talk to us about learning how to meditate and his whole journey with meditation. So I'm very excited about that one. That one will be very soon in the new year. We've also got several authors lined up. One of them is Soraya Shamali, who wrote a book titled Rage Becomes Her, The Power of Women's Anger. I'm very excited to dive into that book. I've always considered myself not an angry person. Like I just don't get mad, but I'm kind of curious to, to read this book and see maybe if I actually do get mad and I've just been suppressing that my whole life. So we'll see. And we also talked to the author of The Ten Worlds, The New Psychology of Happiness, and I might butcher his name, but I believe it is Dr. Ash Eldefrawi. Uh, so I'm very excited about that one. I've got a lot of reading to do. If you guys want to go ahead and check out those books as well. And so then we'll all be on the same page when those episodes air. And that's just a tiny sneak peek of what's coming in the new year. I'm, I'm still working on 
identifying and finding and just booking all kinds of insightful guests and interesting topics. And if you have recommendations or requests or connections, by all means, reach out to me. I'm very open to bring on guests that um, can talk about things that you guys are most interested in hearing about. But today we are talking about drinking. And the last episode that I did on drinking was episode 11, where we talked with uh, Stefania Lewicki, who is the woman behind the Instagram handle at a sober friend. And it had just kind of by its nature, a little bit more of an anti drinking vibe to it. And as I've said several times, I am by no means anti drinking, I've just constantly trying to find this balance, both like in the mental space, as well as the physical space of drinking just because I feel like it, not because I feel like I need to in order to have fun or let loose or relax or whatever the reason may be. And then on the physical standpoint, like how do you go out and have a couple drinks and then not feel bad physically the next day or even, you know, just feel kind of down mentally or your mood. So I've done a lot of research and experimenting over the years on how to drink responsibly. And so by responsibly, I don't just mean like, don't get in a car and drive, but how can you go out, have a couple drinks, but not have it negatively affect your next day or even your next couple days? Because I found that as I got into my thirties, my hangovers really started to become um, multi-day events. So in this episode, I'm going to share 10 hacks, I guess, we'll call them, to help mitigate some of the negative effects of alcohol so that you can go out and have a good time, maybe tonight, New Year's Eve, and not feel like crap for the first day of your new year. And I will link to all of the studies or the research that I used in the show notes in case you want to read a little bit more about it, or if you're kind of questioning some of the stuff I'm saying. I promise I did not pull a bunch of this just out of thin air. Um, I did do a lot of research and some of this stuff I already knew, but I did learn some new stuff researching this episode, which was really, really a lot of fun for me. And before we jump into the hacks, I do want to give a quick shout out to Juneshine. It is a hard kombucha brand. And I didn't even know that hard kombucha was a thing until Um, They reached out to me and sent me some to try. And I've always been a big fan of kombucha. I used to drink it like every day, but it just got a little bit expensive because there's a lot of health benefits to it. So if you're not familiar with kombucha, it's pretty much a fermented tea. So the fermented aspect of it brings like a lot of probiotics. And then it pretty much has all the benefits that like a green tea has. And I also think it's, it's got a decent amount of some vitamins in it, like vitamin B. And so when I found out that there was something called hard kombucha out there, I was like, oh, wow, okay, that sounds kind of right up my alley. And I really was curious if the positive effects of the kombucha would help outweigh the negative effects of the alcohol. And so over the holidays, I did get a nice little uh, Juneshine kombucha buzz, and I think it did work. I, I didn't feel as bad the next day. I mean, I still could feel like I had had some drinks, but not as bad as had I been drinking something else. And and they have all kinds of fun flavors. They've got like a rosé and an acai berry. And so it was, I don't know, I had a good experience with it. I have no vested interest in this plug other than just wanting to thank them for sending me some and give them a nice shout out because I did thoroughly enjoy it. So jumping right into the hacks. Hack number one, pick your poison wisely. So not all alcohol is created equal. And for the most part, we know this, 
But for some reason, we've been given like the wrong advice all of our lives. We've been told the order in which we drink different types of alcohol is what matters. So the whole saying, beer before liquor, never sicker, liquor before beer, you're in the clear. And it turns out that that's a bunch of crap. That cannot be further from the truth. In fact, there was a study published in the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition that proved the order in which you drink different alcohol has no bearing on your hangover the next day. But that doesn't mean that you shouldn't still pay attention to what you drink as well as how much you drink because alcohol contains, and I might say this wrong, I'm going to just call them congeners. I don't know if it's congeners, um, but I think it's congeners, so we'll see. But basically what they are is they're chemical byproducts produced during the fermentation process. And actually they are big culprits when it comes to your hangover and their concentration varies depending on what you're drinking. So essentially what you need to remember is that the darker the drink, the more congeners it has. So dark drinks like bourbon, whiskey, brandy, and red wine all contain higher concentrations of congeners than clear drinks like vodka, gin, and some rum. And the same goes for beer. The lighter the beer, the fewer the congeners, the darker the beer, the more there are. And I know, so for all you red wine drinkers, myself included, uh, yes, your Pinot Noir has the benefits of antioxidants, but just know that the trade-off is that it does also have higher doses of congeners, which then could create a worse hangover the next day. As far as best and worst goes, bourbon whiskey contains the highest amount, while my dear friend vodka has almost no congeners at all. So just something to keep in mind when you're choosing your drink for the evening. Hack number two, water is your friend. All right, so choosing a low congener drink is not enough to prevent a hangover. One of the biggest contributors to feeling like crap the next day is dehydration. And this is something that we all know, alcohol dehydrates you. And that's because it's actually a diuretic, which means that it makes you pee more often. And that's why you usually want to delay breaking the seal as long as possible, because once you start going to the bathroom, you usually never stop. And as with any other diuretic, like ridding your body of all that salt and water is going to dehydrate you. And most of the advice that we're given is to alternate drinks with glasses of water. And that may work for some people, but I know that in my heyday of partying, like I was not about to do that. So another option to consider is every other drink, order a water in addition to whatever you're drinking. So you might be double fisting your glass of water and your drink for a while, or you can just quickly chug the water. That's the great thing about water. Like chugging a drink might not be a good idea, but chugging a glass of water, fantastic. And you definitely want to chug a glass of water before you go to bed and have a glass next to your bed in case you wake up thirsty. You'd be surprised what chugging a glass of water in the middle of the night can do for a hangover the next morning. Hack number three, pay attention to your pairing. So another way to sneak water in throughout the night is to add it to your drink. And no, I don't mean tonic water. For all you vodka tonic drinkers out there, you should know that tonic is actually the least healthy of all the carbonated waters. It's really just more like a soda. So I use legit, like actual water, but if you must go with a substitute, then use club soda, seltzer, or a sparkling mineral water. Basically, sugar is the enemy. So when there's extra sugar in your blood, you're going to pee more as your body's way of trying to get rid of it. And since you're already peeing a lot from just the alcohol, you certainly don't want to give your body any more reason to dehydrate itself. So avoid mixers that are high in sugar, like soda and juices, 
and even pay attention to the ingredients in things like margaritas and craft cocktails. A lot of them contain some kind of sweetener or syrup, like a simple syrup, which is very high in sugar. And even some of the supposedly healthy alternatives like agave nectar actually aren't that good for you. So I would recommend just ask for your drink without those ingredients. And if you're going to go margarita, don't do a pre-made mix. Like ask the bartender if they can make a fresh margarita, which is really just like tequila and lime juice, maybe some Contro. Okay. Hack number four, be all about B vitamins. So in addition to rating your body of water and sodium, alcohol depletes vitamin and mineral stores, and especially your B vitamins. Your body uses vitamin B to process the alcohol, so then you end up deficient the next morning. So you can boost your levels before you head out drinking or the next morning by eating foods that are high in B vitamins like whole grains, meat, eggs, and beans, or you can just take some B vitamins. Uh, B12 tends to get most of the hype, but you want them all, so go for the full B complex. And you can get them in liquid form. So I used to carry a little spray bottle in my purse when I went out and just occasionally take some throughout the night, and that definitely helped a lot. Hack number five, eat and eat smart. So vitamin B is not the only vitamin in your body that will be lacking after a night of drinking. Alcohol robs us of many essential vitamins and minerals. So while it might be tempting to eat junk food during or certainly after drinking, eating a healthy, nutritious meal can help replenish the lost vitamins and minerals. For example, incorporating some salt will help replace lost electrolytes. And again, foods high in B vitamins are a good idea, but also alcohol can cause your folic acid levels to decrease, which explains why you don't quite feel like yourself the next day from like a mood standpoint. So eating foods that will help increase your folic acid can help you feel better as well. And ideally you need to be eating both before and after drinking. So the old saying, never drink on an empty stomach, that is a true statement. And to be perfectly honest, it's one that I just never used to listen to. My logic was always more that the less that I ate, the quicker I'd get buzzed. And I've since learned that that is just a very bad idea. So here's what happens. When we drink alcohol, our body treats it as a toxin and all of our energy goes into getting rid of it. So this of course disrupts other processes our body would normally be doing, one of which being regulating the production of glucose. So drinking causes an increase in insulin secretion, which leads to low blood sugar, which is what causes lightheadedness, fatigue, and contributes to that hangover headache that we all hate. So eating beforehand will help slow down the rate in which your body is absorbing the alcohol, and therefore glucose production won't be affected quite as significantly. And foods that are high in healthy fat and protein will delay the alcohol absorption the most. Some studies also show that maintaining a normal blood sugar level could lessen some of the bodily changes that occur while drinking, like a buildup of acid in the blood, which is associated with nausea, vomiting, and fatigue. Additionally, oats have been shown to help with liver health, which is always a good thing before drinking. Uh, bananas will help keep you hydrated and keep your potassium levels up. Avocados are also high in potassium. Salmon is rich in omega-3 fatty acids, which has been shown to reduce inflammation in the brain caused by drinking. Chia seeds are high in antioxidants that help protect your liver, and so is quinoa. And melons and berries contain a lot of water, which will help keep you hydrated. 
Asparagus contains antioxidants that help prevent cell damage caused by drinking, and grapefruit is also great for liver health. So make sure you're eating and eat things that are specifically designed to, to help with the negative impacts of drinking. Hack number six, drink more before you go to bed. And no, I do not mean alcohol. Uh, when the night is over and you're about to pass out, your body is about to be just on its own, fending for itself for however long you're asleep. And you just toss back a bunch of drinks that have thrown it off balance. So you want to give it a fighting chance to recover while you're asleep so that you don't wake up feeling like death rather than wait and fight that uphill battle the next day. So as I mentioned before, definitely down a glass of water before you go to sleep and put an extra one by your bed. But you can also up your pre-bed beverage game with something that like packs a little bit more punch. So consider something high in electrolytes like coconut water, Pedialyte, or a sports drink. Just make sure you choose the lower sugar options. I actually use a BCAA powder, which is actually made for pre or post workouts, but it has all the rehydration benefits and no sugar. And another random but highly effective option is pickle juice. So if you have a jar of pickles in your fridge, take it out and just drink the juice. Pickle juice, it's high in electrolytes that your body will need like sodium and potassium and the vinegar in it helps to regulate blood sugar. Hack number seven, do not take Tylenol. So many people preemptively pop a pain reliever before going to sleep. Uh, if you're going to do that, take an aspirin or an ibuprofen like Advil, not Tylenol. So the acetaminophen, I think I said that right, in Tylenol uh, causes your body to metabolize alcohol more slowly. Um, and aspirin or ibuprofen will reduce the inflammation that may be associated with a hangover. Hack number eight, plan for naps the next day. So alcohol disrupts our ability to get into a deep quality sleep. So yes, you'll pass out, but you aren't getting into that REM sleep where like a lot of our healing is done. So even if you sleep a long time, your quality of sleep after drinking is not what it should be. So that's why a lot of times you still feel groggy and fatigued the next day. So if you can schedule in some naps so that your body has a chance for that deep sleep. Hack number nine, hair of the dog. So it turns out that there's actually some evidence to support this old saying. So for those of you who aren't familiar with it, the saying, the hair of the dog that bit you is suggesting that you have a drink the next morning to relieve your hangover. And there's actually some legit logic here because after you drink, methanol, which is one of the congeners, is metabolized into formaldehyde, which is the cause of several hangover symptoms. So having another drink can stop this conversion and instead the methanol safely leaves the body through your breath or, or through going to the bathroom. Now, if you just drink a lot and get drunk again, you're kind of then just starting the cycle all over and delaying the inevitable, but it turns out that a drink or two may be able to prevent any of the methanol still in your system from being converted into formaldehyde and therefore decreasing the hangover. And lastly, hack number 10, supplement your efforts. So there's actually a lot of vitamins out there like red ginseng, prickly pear, and ginger that have been shown to relieve hangover symptoms. And activated charcoal is another hot topic for hangovers. Basically, activated charcoal works by attaching to toxins and chemicals in the gut before they are absorbed by your body. And because activated charcoal can't be absorbed by the body, those toxins and chemicals are then carried out with the charcoal when you go to the bathroom. There isn't a ton of evidence to support that 
Activated charcoal can help prevent a hangover because alcohol is absorbed so quickly, but it may be worth a shot. I've taken it a couple times and I kind of swear by it that it's definitely helped me. But the whole point is that you don't have to struggle through your hangovers alone. There are strategies and there are supplements that can help you. So a couple quick little Googles and you can find ways to feel better faster. So that's it. This is a quick episode on this New Year's Eve and to close out the new year. But I just wanted to share those hacks with you. Hopefully you listen to this episode on New Year's Eve before you head out to ring in the new year. Uh, because there's no reason feeling like crap the next day if, if you don't have to. So cheers to a new year and hopefully one that is hangover free. Thank you again for listening. I hope everyone has a wonderful New Year's. If you have feedback on the episode, questions, comments, concerns, whatever, you can reach me at thebetteryoupodcast at gmail.com. I hope that you are following us on Instagram at thebetteryoupodcast. If you listen on iTunes, please, please, please leave a rating and review. That helps a lot in discoverability. And if you found this episode useful, then send it to everyone you know who's going out drinking tonight and help me expand the audience of the podcast. That is it. Again, we've got all kinds of good stuff coming up in the new year. So make sure that you are subscribed or following in whatever podcast app you listen to. And that's it. I will see you all next week. Bye.